I was a kid, I used to dream what it would be like to live somewhere far away from Hell's Kitchen. But I realized the city was a part of me. It was in my blood. And I would do anything to make it a better place. Maybe if he had an iron suit or a magic hammer, Explain why you keep getting your asses handed to you. I'm just trying to make my city a better place. Hello and welcome back to Defenders TV Podcast. This is episode four of our coverage of the Defenders TV show and the Daredevil Netflix show. Uh, I'm Derek, I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by two of our co-hosts for the Daredevil podcast. Uh, Firstly, I'll introduce Chris. What's up, everybody? I'm Chris. I know way too much about Marvel Comics. (laughs) Welcome on board, Chris. This is Chris' first podcast for uh, Defenders TV podcast. Uh, Good to have you on board. Uh, and also joining me, I have John. Hi, I'm John. Great to have you back as well. Yeah, absolutely. Man of few words. Except when I'm podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, what we're here for tonight is to talk about the second trailer for Daredevil, which was released this week. Uh, we had, did a podcast on the first trailer, which was a teaser trailer, 30 seconds long, I believe. Uh, this trailer was a good two and a half minute trailer, so we got tons to talk about. Uh, I do want to start off this episode with a quick apology for our uh, Daredevil review podcast that was released this week. Uh, pointed out pretty quickly to us that uh, I made a little editing snafu, shall we say. Um, <laughs> so anybody who downloaded the first episode on the day we released it uh, will will have to re-download it to get the correct podcast. Um, it's not as rude as it sounds. No, no, it's not. We um, wish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes. if you have downloaded it and you get a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a, an editing problem in the middle of it, my apologies. Um, just re-download and you'll get the right version of the podcast. So thanks very much again. Right, I guess we'll kick off with the trailer uh, discussion. Uh, John, do you want to give us your your thoughts, your initial thoughts? Well, my top thought definitely for for this trailer. First of all, <clears throat> I thought it was really you know it got gave us a lot of new stuff. It gave us a lot of references both to the world of Daredevil, but also to um, the MCU as well. There's references to Iron Man and Thor in there. Mm-hmm. But what I really liked about this trailer, um, and I suspect it's a little hint, obviously, for the 13 episodes coming out in April, is that it came from, at least initially, um, from the perspective of Wilson Fisk uh, and the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And I loved the... Um, the the reflection of his monologue uh, with Daredevil, with Matt Murdock. Um, I loved all of that. This moral ambiguity as to, you know, where does good end and where does evil begin? And at what point do you become the thing that you don't want to be or that you're fighting against? Uh, um, and I loved that. And I think some of the quotes from it were, were really excellent. I completely agree. Um Vincent's character or portrayal of Kingpin is going to be interesting because they both, mm-hmm. him and Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, are going to see themselves as the moral saviour of the city slash majority of Hell's Kitchen. And it's going to get interesting because both use violence mm-hmm. as a way to portray and control that and become that saviour. 
but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see at some point in one episode uh, Matt kind of struggle with uh, probably one of the church scenes where we see him walking in. I'm I'm pretty sure that they are different scenes and different episodes, mm-hmm. um, but he will do this whole, I'm using violence, I've become the devil to become a hero. Mm-hmm. Am I as bad? Am, am I turning into the kingpin? Right, right. Yeah, no, totally understand. I think there's a really good juxtaposition between the, the opening phrase from Wilson Fisk where he says, uh, this city was a part, part of me and I'll do anything to make it a better place. In contrast to the last trailer we covered where Matt Murdock was saying that uh, that uh, he's essentially saying, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, he's essentially saying that he is the bad guy. If you contrast those two pieces, you don't know which one is actually going to be the good guy or the bad guy, this piece. It's a much more grey version of these characters. It's really good. Yeah, no, I mean... The opening monologue is Wilson Fisk, and mm-hmm. it took me a while to realise that it was because we've not heard him speak before. We've seen the image of him looking at the painting, but after that, there has been no dialogue from Wilson Fisk, really, until um, until now. For those people who weren't at New York Comic Con, uh, whilst other people were obviously interviewing uh, the cast and creators of <laughs> Constantine. Thank you, Derek, um, for, for reminding me of that. Um, but... It is um, it is that great juxtaposition, and I thought it was excellent. I mean, it's yeah. even like, it becomes even more sort of um, explicit, really, where Wilson Fisk is saying, "You and I have a lot in common," and sort of over walkie-talkies, him and Matt Murdock are speaking, and Matt Murdock, Daredevil, is retorting, "You know, we're nothing alike," and. It builds to that. You then, I think, there's the scene as well, which is the. I think it's the priest. I think it's the priest mm-hmm. where he says, "Another man's evil does not make you good." Mm. I just because you're fighting someone who's evil, how you're doing it also matters. It seems to me is what the priest said, and I love this. Um, you know, they're both almost trying to make a difference to their city that they've been brought up in. And it's how you go about doing that. And I like the little aspect where even um, Foggy Nelson comes in and says, you know, we're going to make a difference as they unveil the new plaque. And I think up until that point, there was also one of um, just a piece of paper on the door with, uh, you know, Nelson and and Murdoch, uh, lawyers, um, attorneys at law. Attorneys at law, that's it, yeah. And it's kind of, you know, they they have their new plaque, their kind of newly crafted brass sort of plaque. And I like the idea that it's even reflected in how Foggy Nelson sees him and Matt Murdock in their day job, in Mm -hmm. a sense, as well. Yeah, no, really good point. I think what we're going to end up getting is, I think it was Jeff Loeb, who's Marvel, he's MCU TV exec. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. I think that's his new title. Head of TV for Marvel, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. So he's come out now and say said that Daredevil is a crime drama first with a superhero second. Mm-hmm. So I'm now expecting from this to be a gritty, true detective style with law and order with segments or follow-ups of the, the superhero where Matt Murdock goes out and... He can't solve the crime in the courtroom, mm-hmm. so he or in in the precinct. So he's now taking law into his own hands. Yeah, yeah. I am reading that's what's going to happen. So uh, Jeff said that uh, the French Connection and Taxi Driver are the closest 
kind of of how the style and how this will play out. Right. So I'm going, okay, so Taxi Driver, we're going to yeah. actually see elements of probably Matt Murdock breaking down. Charlie Cox is going to go a bit off the rails. Yeah. If not in the first season, okay, there's going to be a second season. We can, we'll can we get to that later. Okay. But <laughs> we'll park that for a moment. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I think Jeff Loeb said it best when he said, like, this is not a superhero first. Yeah. It's going to be a... a, a, a I don't think it's going to be uh, similar to Gotham and some of our other superhero films where it's a, a weekly episodic right. crime drama. Mm. I think this is going to be a long 13-episode film with a very crime-orientated, gang-orientated, gritty elements to it. And then the, the superhero elements come in. Yeah, yeah, no, you make an interesting point. I think the, the one thing that really stands out about Daredevil is that it, it is different from all the other MCU properties that we've seen so far from you know edges of shield to all the films there you would never describe any of them as gritty um no. you know the grittiest it got really was was winter soldier right so um and that's not that gritty elements know? of agents of shield have got gritty at parts that's that's true but i think you're right mm. this is going to be i think the netflix elements and the netflix um I don't know what we sensibility, want to call sensibility mm. is that this is going to be similar to where marvel spun off Max, the Max series, yeah, um, because they knew they couldn't market to over 18s mm-hmm. with um, their standard series. This is what I think Netflix are going to try and do. I think Jessica Jones, I think um, Doctor Strange and Luke Cage are going to be these not over 18s, that's probably mature audience, possibly, right? Because Netflix can get away with it, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've they, they have definitely said that it's, it's aiming for much more of a 15s uh, and above. Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of target audience. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. Um, my big point for this, for this trailer was Ben Urich. Um, it's really interesting to see this character in there. Uh, ben Urich was, uh, was a character we talked about on the, the, um, the Ben Affleck movie review, um, where yes. Ben Urich was a character that was that was, kind of shoved into that film. It looks like this Ben Urich played by Van B. Curtis Hall is going to be quite central in this. Uh, what you see in the trailer this time is is him looking at a, a cork board which is trailing uh, everything to do with the kingpin, trailing, leading a trail to the kingpin. Uh, analyze the, the cork board a bit, and essentially it looks like it's tracking the four big gangs of New York and their connections to the one unknown figure at the top, which is represented by a king playing card, a big question mark on it. So it's quite interesting to see that, that the Ben Arik character is going to be, he is an investigative journalist from the comic books, he's known from the Spider-Man universe uh, quite a bit, um, but it's quite interesting that he's going to be very heavily involved in the show uh, by the looks of things. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised um, they brought Ben into it. I thought actually, and I know I, I, I'm actually now quite taken aback because I thought that Sony had taken Ben Ulrich's character because we had seen glimpses of certain pe- uh, actors who could have portrayed um, Ben in the original. Spider-Man films right. with Tobey Maguire. Right. So I, I, when uh, we saw uh, through IMDb and another others that Ben Ork was in it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well this this leads, especially now that uh, Marvel and Sony have teamed up, could this lead to seasons two or three of the Marvel, uh, the MCU on Netflix, getting a whoever the new Spider-Man is character introduced to it we we know there's going to be a lot more fantastical marvel type coming down the line yeah the daredevil is going to introduce the more gritty elements um but as soon as 
uh, Iron Fist comes in, mm-hmm. we've got magic, we've got huge powers, we've got Luke yeah. Cage being completely invulnerable. Yeah. So we know that has to come very soon. So Daredevil is the soft pause, if you want to call it. Oh, They're going to test yeah. the water and kind of try and pull people in. Yeah, you can call it a gateway drug if you yes, want to. Yes, <laughs> the gateway element. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, even with Jessica Jones and Purple Man being played by David Tennant, mm-hmm. um, we know he's going to cross over into Daredevil as well. Um, the Purple Man was also uh, featured in a number of Daredevil uh, kind of series, or mm-hmm. not series, but storylines. Yeah. So, and now probably not the same element of some of the Max De- uh, Jessica Jones stories, Absolutely. where we think we're they're probably going to take it. Mm. But to bring this that Ben Elric in, I think it hints at Marvel now know uh, Kevin Kevin Feige. Feige, yeah. Feige, yes. Always pronounce the name wrong. Many people do. <laughs> um, and uh, Jeff, I think they they're starting to lay the the, the paving down now, where they're gonna. I would not be surprised. Seasons two of the Netflix, you may get a you may get a, a Tony Stark. You may get some of the big guys in there. Mm. Cameos. I'm not talking large plot points, but yeah. think of the shawarma. Mm-hmm. In the original Avengers, I'm thinking something like that, right? Where they'll bring people in. Sounds the least favorite thing they've ever done <laughs> um, in the Avengers. Swarm is brilliant. It's the no, best food with the I best. Hated that end. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was just the worst. But yeah, I no, I get you. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. they can bring it in. I mean, they've already done um, Samuel L. for um, Agents of Shield yeah. as mm-hmm. well. So there's kind of a precedent there for them. So I, yeah, I think that would be really good. I, I think. And I definitely hope that they're laying down that grittier element to really, you know, obviously we do um, Gotham TV podcasts. There's always been that assertion that DC, to an extent, at least in the Batman world, is a much kind of grittier take on comics. I mean, certainly things like Killing Joke and some of the the big comic books that are gritty. But equally, Marvel is as well, with its Marvel Max and so on. And the Marvel Knights, which and is where these it. characters come from. Marvel yeah. Knights as well, um, that they are um, ca- and can be equally as dark. And I think that maybe that's where this um, next phase of Marvel is going, where it does maybe just take you slightly into the darker recesses of, of, of the universe. And I, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I think... I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out with Daredevil. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you have your first point about that, or your your big point about the trailer? The, the first part for me is the church. Mm-hmm. Um, Catholicism has played a huge part in the Daredevil lore ever since uh, 1964, when he right. was introduced. Right. Uh, we I think it was in the second issue, third issue, where you straight away had a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the, the I... I I'm both very happy they've kept this, and from the two trailer or the t- teaser and this large extended trailer that we've seen, it seems that the church is still an integral part of Matt Murdock's core personality persona. So straight away in one of the, the voiceovers, you're "Bless me, Father, for I have sinned." Mm-hmm. Um, in the new trailer, is a shot where we see Matt walking into the church mm-hmm. or walking down the pews. I'm hoping that seems is going to be one of the later scenes because we already see someone else sitting in the pews. Right. 
Um, but then obviously you have the confessional box. I have both a concern mm-hmm. in that they may use it as a framing device, right? Which it's that like we may have a whole episode where it's a flashback and it's him just in a confessional box, right? Where okay. he's done the worst thing, and that's that's that episode. Mm-hmm. With that, I should say that the whole uh, Affleck element in the which you guys touched on mm-hmm. in your the last podcast on the the Affleck film, the Catholicism, and that that uh, angle was used quite well. Mm. Um, yeah. But it could go too far. It could go very campy. But I think today's audience, or who they're going after with the 15+, plus, especially globally, that may not resonate. I get you. Yeah, yeah. So they, if they use it as a framing device and use it too much... It could go like a lead balloon, and the episode could be that could be the dip mid season dip. Yeah, even though it's a direct I know, to Netflix. I know. And then it's very interesting to think of, think of it that way that that you know they don't have the same kind of pressures that a show that has a mid season break, for example, and it's or is still recording. They, these are all filmed. It, mm. This will not change the vision of the director. Will not change because of the reaction of people because they've already got them in the can. They're all going to be out in the same day. So, um, regardless of what people's perception of it is, all it's going to mean is. They don't do a second season, and if they've done their job and they're happy with the first season, then you know they don't have to move on. The bigger problem, obviously, is going to come for the other three shows. Will they be able to do the other three shows if Daredevil hasn't picked up that audience? Well, it is quite literally a thirteen-hour film. Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about it is that the vision is now on digital. It's going to be released no matter what, mm-hmm. and the reaction will be gauged from both writers, directors, producers, and the actors there interpretation their vision and that straight off if there's none of this um changing or you know suddenly well we get an extra eight episodes um commissioned and you have to then maybe build from that we call it we call it the hero's effect where yeah. they listen to the audience too much and change the show to the point the, where I it's mean, destroyed the, so, this is which is good this is a standard yeah i mean this is a standard release yeah. and it's the integrity of the original vision um, from all parties is going to be preserved. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty exciting as well. I mean, you see that with other Netflix um, shows. House of Cards, I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's, you know, some other Netflix ones to that uh, point. Hemlock Grove. I think, he- well, yeah, Hemlock Grove is one of them. It's. I'm not saying it's bad. I've just not been that bothered by it to, to watch it. Whereas House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, I've absolutely enjoyed, really want to come back to. But Hemlock Grove kind of just passed me by. I did watch it, but and that's just how it is. But would you stay if 80 minutes of a show, suddenly of a 13-hour show or film, whichever you want to call it, yeah. suddenly becomes very boring? Uh, if it becomes very heavily loaded in moral rhetoric mm-hmm. will you like I, I, and I've done it before I, I've watched Orange is New Black I got to the last episode of season 2 which was getting better and better and then the last few minutes I just kind of went meh really? and I have not to this point to this day not watched the last episode of season 2 I watch it before season 3 comes out yeah. of course the best way to answer that question is, Chris, we don't have to answer that. We're going to be there for all yeah. 13 episodes. All, all four of us, when, well, when, when Irene joins the crowd as well, well, four of us will have to watch all 13 episodes regardless. But I do trust Marvel of, above all else. I trust Jeff Loeb to guide the show. I trust Stephen Tonight, who's done a great job in, in, in prepping 
me for the kind of show he wants to produce. These two trailers are apparently just the tip of the iceberg for what's going to be coming on the show. So if there's one bad episode, I'll watch the other 10 anyway. I, I do that I do that generally, and I'll, I'll hope against hope that they get, bring the same quality to the Marvel TV universe as they have for the other shows. The one thing I was just going to say is, even though I did say it's a 13-hour film, at the same time, because it's episode one, two, that's how it's presented, it, it kind of... It fulfills both sets of worlds. It's both a 13-hour film because you can binge-watch them and so on, or it is, well, I'm going to watch one this week, or I'm going to come to it in August and go, oh, I'll watch three this week, and then maybe not watch it for four weeks, and then watch the remaining mm-hmm. ones and so on. So, yeah, whilst I do say it's like a 13-hour film, it also does still have the the structure and characteristics of an episodic TV show. My last point, and we'll leave it on this one, um, because I know we're going to need to get a good few points in here, mm-hmm. is can you imagine if they start using the church scenes as the tie-in, mm-hmm. a la True Detective? Right, right. So the whole series mm-hmm. is a flashback of him in the confessional box. I'm hoping against hope. It was one of my points that I pulled out from the Daredevil film, which was a two-hour and ten-minute film. The ten minutes at the end of the film was the only bit that happened in present time, and the other two hours of the film was a flashback. I'm hoping they don't use that from uh, from the Daredevil film. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Same something that here. plays out in real time. You know, I think they have loads of tricks that they're going to have available to them over, over those 13 episodes, so I'm hoping that's when they don't pull. Um... But it's interesting. We still don't know what time this show takes place. We've seen clips of it that are set in the 70s, so we know there's obviously going to be flashbacks to uh, to Matt Murdock as a child, which we'll talk about in a sec. But we don't know about the, per- the, the present day time, what present day that is yet. We know it's post-Avengers 1 in the MCU. Because, well, because they've mentioned iron suits and a, a large hammer. Very so true. that's we know it's post-Avengers. Good catch. But could be... Pre-Ultron or post-Ultron? That we don't know. Yeah, we had a quick discussion about that on uh, on Twitter last week. Actually, someone someone asked us that question when we thought when we thought it took place. And one of the points that was made was, if it's post-Ultron, then surely there'd be loads of Ultrons left everywhere, all across uh, all across New York. So it's it, you're right; it's most likely going to take place pre-Age of Ultron. So. But even that, just that panning shot, the opening shot of the trailer shows a New York City that seems relatively unscathed. I mean, mm. even just the fact that the Shatari have maybe um, blown the living daylights out of New York, it still looks fairly um, <coughs> sprightly yeah. for, for an opening shot of, yeah. of that trailer. That's because damage control from S.H.I.E.L.D. came in and cleaned it all up. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's anything like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one where they uh, turned up in London to tidy up after Thor came to town, yeah. then... I don't want any of that. <laughs> really, that was the most disappointing episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, and back to the trailer, I guess. Uh, John, yeah. anything else you want to you wanna talk about from the trailer? I'm all about the Fisk, actually. Um, and um, <laughs> I, In fact, actually, I can't really even say his name. I don't want to even attempt his name. The actor? Uh, yes, the actor's name who plays Wilson Fisk. It's like the Scottish play Macbeth. Ooh, oh, there you go. I've said mm. that. Because... If you listen to the outtakes of our podcast, the um, 2003 Daredevil movie, you will realise there's about a minute or more where I cannot say or pronounce um, 
Vincent's name. Um, and uh, <laughs> I gave you coaching and everything. I know you did. Um, but I am definitely all about the Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Well done. Um, and his little entourage. And it was really good to see Wesley Welsh mm-hmm. um, come into this trailer. Played by Toby Leonard Moore. He's one of the original creations of Frank Miller. Um, he's Fisk's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, maybe gives an indication of where the whole storyline coming into this uh, Daredevil 13 episode show is going to take us. Is that it's going to be heavily influenced by Frank Miller, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Um, and, and the storyline there. It was great to see uh, Wesley Welsh being there in the shadows. Um, and there's a real great put down line and reference to Iron Man and Thor where he says to two of his, his thugs... Maybe if he had an iron suit or a magic hammer, that would explain why you keep getting your asses handed to you. Mm-hmm. The idea that you, you know, you're almost being, or being beaten up by a blind man. What is going on? Yeah. Great little line. Um, I'm really excited to see how he plays into this as well. Yeah, and it really shows for the first time in all the footage that we've seen that they are keeping the MCU humor. Finally, we're seeing a bit of a bit of humor in the show. We haven't seen much of it yet. That's a very it's a very Whedon line. It's a very uh, it's a very Avengers line, definitely. And it's good to see that character in there. Yeah. I on this, this actually leads into one of my points. Mm-hmm. And I, I want the last scene yeah. where we see. Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, mm-hmm. in his lawyer Matt Murdock outfit, get up. Okay. We see a blurry, large figure walking towards him. Mm-hmm. So I'm proposing mm-hmm. that we will see Karen Page sell out Matt Murdock's identity as Daredevil to Wilson Fisk within the first eight to nine, ten episodes. Right. And then the last, like, that is King the Kingpin. Coming to Wilson Fisk, walking towards Matt Murdock, but Wilson Fisk knows who Matt Murdock is. Mm-hmm. He knows he's the Daredevil, can't touch him, and I think that's. I'm looking forward to that. So that yeah. is one of this is one of the ones that's been played on in terms of the Daredevil lore for quite a while. Yeah, and I think that's why we will see Karen Page playing a more substantial role than she has in previous incarnations of the this the the film and that sounds quite interesting because um there's ben Ulrich here with his cork board and his investigation you know who is the kingpin who who is the identity of of the kingpin at the same time we see that the kingpin wilson fisk and daredevil are speaking to one another through walkie-talkie, it seems, from from the trailer. And so this idea that then Wilson Fisk becomes obsessed with finding out about who Daredevil is, it also then potentially feeds into the the possibility of Brubacher's um, Daredevil graphic novels. There's Brubacher, Ed Brubacher and Michael Lark, who, who did that work Wilson Fisk and Daredevil find themselves both on Rikers Island mm-hmm. in prison and Daredevil's identity is known and that whole storyline about how he comes back to to be Daredevil, this might be a, a, a possible season two, mm-hmm. but 
it could fit with that kind of story arc yeah. from the graphic novels and the comics as well. Yeah, good catch, Chris. It's one of the things that the the two characters seem quite connected in this trailer. Definitely, you see that you see some connections between Wilson Fisk. Obviously, the parallels are drawn. They have a conversation over over the walkie talkies, but yeah, they're not in any scenes together. There's no scene of one character standing up against the other, which we usually get with a villain. You usually get that with Thor and Loki, for example. There's usually a moment where they stand off. They've got 13 episodes to pull from here. They pulled the two and a half minute trailer and none of them have a scene with Wilson and uh, and Matt in the same scene together. So, so I think catch. that blurry scene is that one. Yeah. I think that is the one where we're going to see the, the initial standoff. Mm-hmm. Possibly later in the series, but definitely the initial standoff. Mm-hmm. But all on April 10th. Uh, yes. Excellent. For, for me, just one other thing I wanted to pull out, which is which was um, young Matt Murdock. Uh, really cool to see, uh, you know, the, the quick flashback to, to him. You see the accident. Uh, you see him wiping his eyes after obviously getting the, uh, getting the. Uh, will it be radioactive uh, goo in his eyes? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if sure. they're going to go radioactive. Sure it might just be acid. There. Yeah, no. that will do it. <laughs> well, that, they don't have. That they could don't also have the burn mutation. his face out. There, so. That's true. We don't have mutations we, in the MCU. We don't. We, we have just, miracles. We just have hu- inhumans. I'm thinking Easter egg, Stark Industries. Barrels. Oh, interesting. Oh, look at you. Or uh, so, so Stark Industries, or at least a logo we straight away get, which is probably Shield or Stark right. Industries. Or Fisk Industries, maybe. Or Rand Corporation. Or Rand. There we go. But yes. that might make, that could make it really awkward when they meet. Yeah. But that would be perfect. You burnt yeah. out my eyes. Or your dad <laughs> burnt out my eyes. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Um, but one other piece as well was that, that we see Stick here training um, training Matt, young Matt Murdock. Uh, the, the introduction of, of the character of Stick, who's a very famous uh, character in the comic books and a very famous actor as Scott well. Scott Glenn. Yeah, yeah. So uh, really good to see that, that actor in the in the show. This is very reminiscent for me of the uh, the Frank Miller Man Without Fear arc of the comic books. It's it's very much where Matt Murdock gets trained by, by Stick and all the way through his young teenage years, his young years and through his teenage life. Um, to be the one, uh, the one daredevil, the one person to defend the city. So, I just want to say as well is that the young Matt Murdock's father, um, the the battling Jack Murdock, who's played by John Patrick Hayden. In this trailer, I was convinced I had just seen Ryan Reynolds. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, without a shadow of a doubt, watching it, I just was like, "What's Ryan Reynolds doing there?" I was like, "Oh my, I've just." on a massive scoop here no one <laughs> i don't see this on google anyway and of course because he's not but yeah. uh, it's like deadpool's yeah exactly but that's what I, I was thinking is this just like a secret thing that they're keeping under wraps mm-hmm. because and they've just like flashed it in really quickly um that you know blink and you'll miss it type of thing um but i was convinced that john patrick hayden was ryan reynolds so Apologies, he's not. <laughs> but you did have to. You did. See I it. did have to watch it about two or three times afterwards. And even when I was being told it's not, I was like, "But look at him! <laughs> it looks like Ryan Reynolds." <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can confirm it is not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got any other points you want to pull out for this? Uh, okay. For this short trailer coverage. I'm going to do the very obvious, which we probably all want to talk about: mm-hmm. powers of Daredevil. Uh-huh, okay. So. We had briefly seen the how Matt perceives the world mm-hmm. through his powers, which is um, kind of this crackling version of, I don't know, shaking of the, the, the camera, right. kind of blurring. 
unlike the vibrations, echolocations, which we saw in original kind of the, in the, the Daredevil film, mm-hmm. this seems to be more that he just, he has heightened touch and audible powers. Right. I think this is going to show him actually being a bit more grounded in reality, that he just has, the, 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 the accident has caused him to have heightened reflexes and the ability of heightened senses. Right. They're going to try and set him up as almost a Batman. Okay. In that he's human. Mm-hmm. Just really, really well trained. Right, right. I really hope that's the element they go now. He's not a Thor. He's not, he's, he's not super, super. He's just actually a man with heightened abilities because Stick has taken him and trained him to kind of concentrate on those other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that could be really... A, 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 a fun take on the Frank Miller kind of style, taking less on the mutation that he was changed by radioactivity, like a, a spider walking down the road, yeah. which they can't talk about. <laughs> they um, can, they can, now. they can. Yeah, yeah, they can now. <laughs> yeah. um, Not when they made this, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I wanted to. What What do you guys think about the powers? Yeah, no, I I, I think that this entire trailer also has that kind of theme of his heightened sense that you have uh, Rosario Dawson who plays Night Nurse sort of talking about how he can see the world differently, but then even contrasting to that, how she feels that the city is becoming darkened to her, that she's scared, or I think it may be Karen Page who was saying that. That whole element of the senses, not only just of Matt Murdock, um, but also of people who he knows, um, and, and how they are heightened or maybe even dulled it is really interesting. Yeah. And I, I like what they're doing there. Again, I think we said this in, in the 2003 Daredevil uh, review that we did. Daredevil is a blind character. So as such, to portray that on film or the TV or you know the small screen can actually sink or elevate the actual piece. Because if it's done badly, it's, people will go... That's weird. Yeah, it's I mean, a bit like yeah. magic with, say, Doctor Strange. It has to be done well because otherwise people will go and turn off it because it doesn't feel right. It has to feel right. And I think at the moment they're really capturing that quite well. Do you think he's going to have to use a lot of fabric softener because his skin <laughs> sense of touch is that heightened? <laughs> it's like literally his whole... That's why they start with the paper written on the attorneys of law. Because they can't afford because he's spending so much on fabric software. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that image where he looks really cut up in this trailer, where it looks pretty sore. Maybe that's just from his outfit. Yeah, I'm thinking that yeah. it could be the, the, the downside, <laughs> his weakness, starch. <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to talk about was that fight uh, as well in the in the trailer. I think um, that, that there's a great moment where a stick essentially is telling the young Matt Murdock that I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll teach you how to use your abilities. Um, and it cuts to the fight sequence where I think it's a chain hits off a metal pole, yeah. um, which is obviously how Matt is using the environment around him. He's hearing that sound echo off the area around him to dodge a guy who's attacking at the same time. I think it's a really cool scene. And I really want to see the actual, obviously, full scene. There was 10 seconds in this trailer. Um, but I loved just that that element of how he's going to use the environment around him to, um, to work against his assailant. Do you think... That's very reminiscent of the, the, the Daredevil film, where we have the raindrops. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think we're going to see the raindrops Will again? Will we see the raindrops again? There are some scenes in this trailer where there's a lot of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's an element to it. I'm trying to think whether it was I... in the Frank Miller um, graphic novel um, in terms of that, whether raindrops were featured in that. And I can't remember now um, whether that's the case, but mm, it's I'm certainly sure becoming or potentially could become a motif of the Daredevil character that yeah. that's one of the ways that he's able to perceive um, his his environment and, and identify things and focus in mm. on, on things, definitely. Yeah. When, when he's the, the, the absolute... Um, when he, he's down on the ground mm-hmm. and spitting out blood, yeah, a lot of water. A lot, a lot of water, water. exactly, yeah. yeah. And by the way, if you if your listeners actually can remember the Frank Miller part with the rain, please comment in because honestly, I can't either. No, it's I annoying can't. me. I, I know. I'm coming straight to, to that the that graphic way. novel now in about ten minutes. <laughs> Excellent. I think for me, one of the final things that I really kind of liked was I just the whole feel of um, this was really good. It was um, the fact that the music came in halfway through, um, and that was a great tune. Um, I don't. I've never heard the the song before. Um, I think I don't know who it's by, but I think you might do, Derek. Yeah, there's a song written by uh, Grayson Sanders specifically for the um for the trailer for this uh, for the TV show. It's a song called "Beautiful Crimes." hasn't been released yet, so we won't be able to use it in the uh, in the outro to the podcast, unfortunately, which we always try and do. Um, but yeah, it's apparently going to be released in a couple of weeks' time. Um, hopefully, ahead of the Daredevil TV show, really got a good reaction from good reaction from the fans, and definitely a great reaction. Yeah, it was really atmospheric. It. Really yeah. built things up to that to the finale of of the trailer, and then, of course, for me, I just thought Wilson Fisk was really classy. Sorry. Is the music going to be? Is is he a composer now for the whole series? Just no, he is, he is a composer um, in, in Hollywood. Not much was known about him before uh, before the trailer was released during the week this week, and he's just in negotiations to release this song in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, what a great way to get promotion. I think yeah. the uh, the trailer's been seen a couple of million times now in the last couple of days, so uh, everybody's looking for this song. So, uh, yeah, it's going to hopefully work out really well for him. My final point that I want to talk about, literally, and it's going to be a quick one, is the iconic cane and glasses. Yes. So we've both seen both now. Thanks to the Senate trailer. So the glasses are, well, first off, the glasses are a bit larger than I was expecting. They're very fashionable. They're in. I'm not trying to be funny, but where does a blind Matt Murdock get fashion sense? <laughs> but that's a different point. I just, I think it's just because of the color and the tint to them. Yeah. I just think John Lennon, for, for some reason, except yeah, obviously. They're, they're, yeah, but they're, they're not. As beady as John Lennon's would be, they're a bit bigger. Yeah, um, I was expecting the smaller kind of yeah, a very in style, square framed, but red tinted or rose tinted. That's yeah. what I was expecting. This more circular. I was yeah, I was a bit more. I, I straight away went hipster. <laughs> um, so maybe he doesn't have any fashion sense. Yeah, maybe okay, he's, just, well, maybe he's yeah. just getting bad advice. Yeah, that's true. The night yeah, nurse, I mean... the night nurse is secretly trying to take him down through. Uh, <laughs> I mean, bizarre as this choices. may sound, <laughs> bizarre as this may sound, maybe his optician <laughs> <laughs> as well, the superhero optician <laughs> yeah, to the stars said, "Here you go. Here, here's some rose tinted glasses yeah. for you." And he thought he was actually joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on the the cane. So this is the one where we see the cane. It was a white cane, which 
takes away from the standard that the Kane Woods B clubs where they broke apart and they were his weapons. This looks like a standard Kane. I'm wondering, is this that shot from his youth? Um, uh, or we we haven't yet seen the proper Billy Tubbs, Billy yeah. Clubs style Kane. Oh my God, try saying that three times fast. <laughs> Billy Clubs Kane. Right. Yeah, I wonder whether a bit like his suit, because at the moment it's black, and then I think you had spotted, Chris, that it then is black with a, a red um, stripe. stripe going down across the shoulder and down the arm, and I wonder whether maybe in the same way that we'll see an evolution of Daredevil's outfit, we'll see an evolution of his cane and him seeing the possibility of how it can be turned to his advantage mm. and to conceal his his Billy Billy clubs his Billy style clubs cane. Uh, styled cane um, <laughs> and with ov- obviously all the the wire the, the, stuff yeah. going on with it as well. Um, I was going to go with the frantic cheerleader style motion where he's spinning the clubs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which I hope we don't get out of the choreography because if we see that styled choreography, it's going to take away from the show. Uh-huh. Actually, and I, it's like, I really should kind of calm down on this, but I'm hoping we get an almost style of like Darth Maul in the original Phantom Menace, that scene where he has his large bow staff lightsaber mm-hmm. and you see him take on some people. Because yeah. with some twirling Ray Park style, right. kind of like the flipping and the thing. Because we know when he's a kid, he can do the kind of flips. So I'm hoping that extends more and more and more, and we get this very acrobatic Daredevil. Right. That now that Disney sense. owns Star Wars and Marvel, maybe we'll see the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's definitely a possibility. <laughs> to, bring, to bring your two points together, the costume and the fight, uh, did you guys see the second fight that was in the trailer uh, versus what I'm guessing is a member of the Hand who was wearing? His red costume. Red, yes. yes. I did So, see do you think this is a possibility of where he gets his red costume Maybe. from? Maybe. Does he just steal it off the dead body of the, <laughs> the member of the hand? Or the knocked out body of the member of the hand? I think um, we're going to get... We're going to see an Electra. Mm, okay. In the fir- and at least she'll be teased within the first season. Okay. I, I, I will put it down and put money on it that we will get a second season of Daredevil. Okay. At least before the if not directly after the Defenders, or at least slightly before, or right. at least in tune. Because by the time we get through everything else, it's two years, people will forget who Daredevil is. Yeah. So we'll need something to keep us going. Um, but I think Electra will be teased, the Hand will be teased, and the, the, the leader of the Hand who takes over from Electra with Wilson Fisk. Mm. Don't want to get into too much spoiler territory. Just uh, okay. Because I... I... My memory of who the leader of uh, of the hand may be wrong, or may be a big spoiler for the TV show. So don't so, want to get in. Okay, there. apparently we're not allowed to talk about this. But if you know, <laughs> don't put it in the comments. <laughs> Just don't. Send us an email. Secretly do it. <laughs> Uh, guys, is that uh, that enough for our uh, discussion of our two and a half minute trailer? <laughs> I, think I think so. so. I think so. 40, 40 plus minutes. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks very much for listening. As always, you can email us at feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast at uh, com slash iTunes. Uh, or you can listen to us on any good podcast catcher like uh, Beyond Pod, like uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, Player FM. 
Um, you can obviously tweet at us at DefendersCast um, or join our group on Facebook, Defenders TV Podcast, um, or go on DefendersTVPodcast.com um, and, and listen as well uh, and read any of the news that we put up. So again, thanks so much for listening. And thanks so much, Chris, for joining us. Always. Um, Pleasure. Really good to have you on board, and you'll be joining us for each episode of the of the Daredevil TV show coming up from April 10th, right? Oh, I will be. You're going to be hard getting rid of me. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much for listening.